Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at KeepersHeartWhiskey.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Earlier this morning, I heard from a source who said that there is mutual interest with USC and a current college coach. Had that for you coming up here in a moment. We'll settle on a poll question. we got to play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. 877-3DP-SHOW. He's Travis Kelsey. He joins us via Zoom. Always great to see him and... Uh, Usually, whoa, got the short hair. I like that. I like that. Uh, who gave you your haircut? Patty Cuts, baby. Philly's finest. <laughs> How much you pay for that? Man, um, you know what? I always look out, man. I'm, I, I appreciate the the, the tight fade. Um, so any travel. So I think just north of 100. I mean, you got good moss. Why'd you cut it off? What, all this? No, well, everything. You kind of like. Yeah, no, I mean, just you know, maintaining it, man. It's just, uh, I, it, you got to wake up a whole 10 minutes earlier, you know? <laughs> have you ever were uh, put uh, like pomade in your hair? Have you ever done something before you played a football game? Before the game? Yeah. Oh, man, I made that mistake and done it like before practice or something like that. And I mean, it just 
sweat just right in. Now you can't see, right? And yeah. it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's real bad. No, so I had to stop doing that. Okay, did you not know you were playing the Ravens this Sunday night? You know what? I knew we had them early. I didn't know it was going to be the second game. I just didn't put two and two together. You know, the Ravens were playing right here. Why is Peyton asking me this question? Oh, because we're playing the Ravens. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, I think we got the Chargers now. We got the Chargers week three, I believe. So I was a little off, but I, I always – Coach Reed always gives us 24 hours to enjoy the enjoy the win. So I, once we got back in the building today, um, I was I was right on cue with, uh, <laughs> with who we're playing, and I was locked in. Okay, but does it matter who you're playing – do you, do you prepare differently if you were playing the Chargers as opposed to the Ravens? 1,000%. I mean, not not necessarily the the routine, the, the the mentality that you have going into the week. That kind of stays the same. You have to find that professionalism in uh, making sure that you're always ready for each, each individual team. But they have different defenses, right? So it's just you understand what teams are doing differently and you try and uh, attack them knowing their weaknesses or trying to find a weakness in what they're doing. Would you watch that? Like, did you pick up anything from the Ravens watching that game? They play a lot of man coverage, and they love to blitz. It doesn't matter how many times you hurt them when they do blitz. Uh, they're going to keep it coming. And um, with a, a team like that, you got to bring it. I know they're going to be in at home uh, Sunday night, first game. They've had a lot of people. I don't think they had any fans last year being on the East Coast, everything being locked down. So I know that city and that fan base are going to go nuts. A lot of quarterbacks want the opposition to blitz because that means somebody's going to be open and it's man coverage. Uh, yeah. I mean, when, typically when you blitz, there's less guys in the back end, which means there's more hold, more voids. Um, anytime you get a guy like Tyreek Hill manned up or, you know, Nicole Hardman manned up with, with less guys in the back end. I mean, you got to be licking your chops, but I mean, they do, they're very good at what they do. I mean, obviously watching last night's game, they created a lot of problems for the Raiders. And I mean, it's uh it's going to be a challenge. That's for sure. How many times have you gone to the line of scrimmage and said, this is going to be a touchdown? <sighs> Too many, <laughs> too really? many times where it doesn't, it doesn't end up being a touchdown. And I kick myself. Um, there was another, there was a play, there were a few plays uh, this past weekend where it's, you know, you just want to get them back so you can run the route differently or, you know, attack it a different way and, uh, and end up in the end zone. But it just, uh, I mean, you learn from it. That's why you're nonstop learning. I'm in my ninth year and I still got a lot to learn in my mind. Was there any added incentive? You grew up in Cleveland, playing Cleveland? I guess you could, you could definitely say that. Um, it's a, uh, it's ironic that I'm playing Cleveland this week and then I, and then I play Baltimore the next week because when I was a child, our model moved the team to Baltimore <laughs> and took football away from the, uh, the city. Um, so it's, uh, it, I don't know. It's, um, I got kind of a, a love hate relationship for both of them. Knowing, knowing that a lot of my favorite guys ended up playing for Baltimore. And, um, well, growing up, I was, I was always a Browns fan. Did the, when the Browns left for Baltimore, did you cry? I did. I did. I cried. And I, I remember my dad took us up to the municipal stadium. It was the last year that they had that stadium open downtown. And I mean, we, uh, there were Browns players in there. It was kind of like a fan day, fan appreciation day. And, uh, we, we went home with some bleachers in the, in the trunk of the car. Wait, were you supposed to take the bleachers home? Uh, it's Cleveland, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just act like, act like you know what you're doing, man. He's uh, Travis Kelsey, the, uh, Kansas City Chiefs tight end joining us on the program. And when you celebrate, like when you get ready to score a touchdown, are you thinking, what am I going to do when I get into the end zone? Like you, do you ever think those kind of out of body experiences? 
I used to think about it a little bit more. A lot of through my younger years, it was probably premeditated a little bit more. Now it's just I just want to get in there. And uh, and I got such good chemistry with the team. It's, it's it usually just turns into me just getting whacked up in the head because everyone gets excited. You get get in the end zone, you go here, and all of a sudden everybody's smacking you upside the head, telling you good job. You're just like, hey, thanks. All right, there it is. How about one more? All right. I wondered sometimes you could get hurt on a celebration because everybody wants to congratulate you, or you get at the bottom of a pile. Yeah, no, the bottom of the pile. I mean, that's uh. It's all it's fun until you you really get stuck underneath a couple three hundred pounders. <laughs> so you got to get off. Make sure you're off the ground when you're in the end zone, man. When did you know you were in trouble in the Super Bowl? Um, probably midway through the third quarter. You start to see where the score is, and you start to see kind of how how the game's unfolding. Um, it's just yeah, that was probably the the biggest point. The time winding down. Uh, we're running out of time to really make our make our way back into this game effectively. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that wasn't the best feeling in the world because you haven't had that experience before in a long time. I'm guessing uh, in a in a in a really long time. I, I know uh, we played Pittsburgh in I think 2016, and that was really the last time that we've we've ever really just got a lot of points put up on us. And as an offense, we didn't do anything. But you and and you can't help your line, can you? Because you got to be a weapon to get out. But you know your offensive line needs help against Tampa Bay. Like how how do you kind of balance that? Of what do you do? When can you do it? Give yourself no excuse. No excuses. We got great guys out there. We had I I, I love that offensive line and everything everything they gave us that day um, and everything before that day. You know they're just it was. Uh, Tampa Bay came out and they were ready, man. They were ready. That's all I can say about it is the, that, that on that day, they were the better team, man. When's the last time Mahomes yelled at you? Um, Man, I couldn't even tell you. Oh, well, it's that's a, a good thing. It's been a while. I think I think he's never yelled at me specifically. I think he's just yelled at or, or got uh, uplifting, like he was in, in a leadership way, the entire offense uh, when, when things just aren't going our way and we need a little spark. Um, indirectly, he's 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 gotten gotten on a few people, um, but at, he's he, that's what makes him one of the best leaders and one of the best players in the league, and such a such a uh, guy that you want to play with and want to play for, and 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 um, his his ability to to relate to guys and get the best out of them in in situations like that is why he's Pat Mahomes. Got a funny story from him in the huddle. Um. Nothing I can share right now. Maybe after my career. Oh, really? I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans a little bit. <laughs> what's what's his demeanor like? Like, does he joke? Does he like Joe Montana? Famously in the Super Bowl goes, "Oh, there's John Candy over there." Like, is <laughs> is, is Mahomes that aware of the surroundings during a game? Um, I think when we're rolling and he's feeling good, yeah, I, I do think he's much more aware of his surroundings and likes to kind of play a little bit more into the showmanship that is Pat Mahomes. Uh, Showtime Mahomes. Um, but for the most part, he's a very he's a very locked in competitor. He's thinking about the next play, the next situation uh, that's at hand and, and the next play call. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get this Usain Bolt, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, sprinting, uh, you know, the, whatever this race with these two. And I thought he could put up a gold medal and Tyreek puts up his Super Bowl ring. Uh, whose side would you be on? Uh, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill all day. I, I've never seen anybody in person faster than Tyreek Hill. So. I'm going to stick with that until I see it, see it happen. <laughs> okay, but are you willing to put something on it? It's one thing to say you're going to back your teammate. Oh, yeah, no. Am I putting my Super Bowl ring up? Yeah. 
<laughs> I put up my AFC championship from last year. Okay. I put that oh, up. Oh, so you'll put your AFC title, your your ring from that. Okay. I don't yeah. know if Usain Bolt wants that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. He's got a few gold medals, so, I mean, he might not care about one of them. Maybe you could be the warm-up race. You you and, you and versus George Kittle in a warm-up race. How's that? Hey, everybody, who wants to see me get dusted by Usain Bolt? <laughs> no, no, no. I got you going against George Kittle. Oh, Kittles, Kittles would probably get me too. I'm not gonna lie. It, 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 I, I like to think that I'm almost as fast as George, but it might get out. he's an explosive dude, man. Uh, give me your uh, best Peyton Manning sales pitch for Tide. <laughs> well, I'm well, excited. Didn't, didn't Peyton Tide. set the standard? Like Peyton is the oh, yeah. like the ideal pitch man here. You know it. You know it. He, I mean, he's the he was the face of the NFL for years, and obviously Tide working with the the league for years and years. Um, I'm excited to work with them uh, on the campaign to get everyone to turn to cold. That's right. When you turn to cold and you don't use hot water, you're saving energy and you're saving money on the energy bill. And it's just making the planet a better place, man. And, I, and that's what I'm here for. Um, if you go to Tide.com, you actually can enter to win a chance at a uh, washing machine with my voiceover as you turn too cold and use the cold water. Uh, it, you, you get until October 5th to pledge the cold online at Tide.com. And everybody, who, who doesn't want a free washer, man? Come on now. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. All right. All right. All right. Now, were you reading that? Is there a cue card in front of you? No, no. Only thing I can read right now is uh, <laughs> DP Studios, baby. That's it? Uh, That's it, man. Hey, have fun against Baltimore or the Chargers or whoever you play next. Yeah, whoever we got, baby. <laughs> we'll get fired up and get ready this week, man. Hey, great to talk to you again, and uh, thanks. Always a pleasure, Dan. Rock on, guys. Travis Kelsey, Chiefs tight end. He knows what he's doing. He's good. Always fun. Having fun, too. Had a couple of touchdown receptions. So what if you don't know if you're facing the Ravens or the Chargers? Small details there. Yeah, McLevin. We were talking about why are tight ends so fun right now? They never used to be fun. Now it's Kittle and Kelsey and Gronk. Well, the older generation didn't get interviewed because you didn't utilize the tight end the way we do now. I mean, when you think back through history, Mike Ditka, John Mackey, we sort of started there that they became personalities. They were, they were athletes at the tight end position. Kellen Winslow. These were athletes at the tight end position. Tony Gonzalez, then we had Gronk, now you have Kelsey. Now you have a variety of tight ends who have athleticism. Uh, George Kittle, they can get down the field. They're getting the ball thrown to them. I think that's really the big key. All right, prior to Travis Kelsey joining us, I mentioned that uh, source told me this morning that uh, there is mutual interest, USC, and a current college coach. You guys want to play guess? That coach. Who wants to offer up the first guest of, from what I'm told, there's mutual interest between this coach and USC. By the way, raise your hand if you haven't been mentioned for the job at USC. It feels like everybody, it's open for business here. But this, from what I'm told this morning, mutual interest with this coach by USC. Todd Fritz. He's got a good thing going, but P.J. Fleck. P.J. Fleck. Minnesota. Anybody else want to offer up? Paulie? This coach has been a hot property the past few years, but this year could be a cooling year, and you want to move while you're still hot. Okay. Matt Campbell of Iowa State. Matt Campbell of Iowa State. McLovin. 
I'm reading James Franklin's name a lot. I'll go James, James Franklin. Franklin. Seton O'Connor. Patrick Montgomery Fitzgerald, North. Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Yeah, I'm going curveball on you. One of you is correct. In fact, this coach was asked about the USC vacancy rumors yesterday. His name is James Franklin at Penn State. As you guys know, I can't stand in any form of distraction. Um, so I'll discuss this today with the leadership council so that we can make sure that all of our energy and uh, our, all of our energy is on our preparation for Auburn. That's a non-denial denial. Yes, Todd. So he's Nittany going to answer that question, basically. Thank you, Todd. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No? I thought you were going to do, yeah. I'd be lying if okay, I... Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you yeah, saved, yeah, me, okay. saved me again. All right, thank you, Tom. Yes, Paul. James Franklin didn't even give a fake no. you got to give that... You know, I'm totally focused on the team. I'm not, I don't care about coaching rumors. He, he sounded like he was totally caught off guard <laughs> by it, where it's like, oh, man, I didn't realize this was getting out. Play happen. it again. Here's James Franklin. As you guys know, I can't stand in any form of distraction. Um, so I'll discuss this today with the leadership council so that we can make sure that all of our energy and uh, our, all of our energy is on our preparation for Auburn. Wait, what coach loves a good distraction? Yeah. And the leadership council, what's this have to do with the leadership council? <laughs> Does that mean it's like coaching staff? I, I, I don't know. I don't know who's on the leadership council. Sounds like some serious HR branding right yeah. there. Let's get the uh, senior leadership council yes, together. Paulie. If I didn't like a distraction, my agent and I wouldn't be talking to the USC athletic director. I'd be coaching my team. That's what I would do if I didn't want a distraction. I wouldn't book my next game. Well, once again, that's my source saying that uh, that there's mutual interest <laughs> with James Franklin and USC. Yes, we'd love it. Is USC way better than Penn State as a program? Is that a big step up? I'm surprised by the mutual interest part. I, I don't think right now. I mean, James Franklin's done a, a pretty good job there. Penn State, it feels like, is in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, had the opening win against Wisconsin. So, you know, these coaches, a uh, couple of years here and a couple of years there and a couple of years there, there's other coaches that get locked in and they don't want to go anyplace. But, you know, James Franklin was at Vanderbilt, escaped Vanderbilt, then got to Penn State. And by all accounts, I think he's done a pretty good job there and, you know, it's the next challenge. You know, that's that's a lot of these coaches look at it as, well, you know, done with this, next challenge. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But there's going to be a lot of names you're going to hear. A lot of names. There might even be changes at USC in the power structure there. You know, the important people. The higher-ups at USC. There, there's a lot going on here for a program that hasn't been relevant for quite some time. Yeah, McLovin. You ever seen when Keegan Michael Key, the actor, comes out to the team and pretends he's yeah, James Franklin? Yes. So maybe that's a U.S. Yeah. lookalike. Well, maybe they could replace him with James Franklin with Keegan Michael Key. All right, let me take a break. We got our uh, play of the day coming up next. We'll settle on our poll question back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost. Smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. 
And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Patrick right now and save netsuite.com slash Patrick. A little bit of a debate on Twitter. McLovin informed me that uh, some of the football writers are uh, weighing in on what's a better job, USC or Penn State, after I said last hour that there's mutual interest between James Franklin and USC from, uh, from what I'm told. What uh, is the verdict so far on Twitter from the it, football writers? It's really split geographically. Uh, like California-based Bruce Feldman says USC is a better job. Big Ten alum Albert Breer says Penn State's a better job. Breer had an interesting point. He said Penn State does a great job of recruiting like certain areas. that they, They're always going to be strong where USC loses a lot of L.A. guys. Well, there's a lot of L.A. guys to lose. I mean, you got to factor that in as well. You know, Texas, Florida, and uh, Southern California. Those are the those are the three hotbeds. Growing up, it used to be Pennsylvania and Ohio. Uh, Penn State, I think, taps into New Jersey uh, and Pennsylvania. Michigan has Michigan. Occasionally, they'll dip into Ohio. Uh, Ohio usually stays Ohio, but they're also looking at. I mean, you're you're trying to expand your brand there. And you're trying to get the Florida, Texas, or California. But uh, more on this coming up. A member of the 2021 Basketball Hall of Fame class, former NBA on TNT, analyst, of course, Fab Five at Michigan, Chris Weber joining us. Uh, congrats there, Chris, uh, on the Hall of Fame. Did you play football in high school? You know, I did. I, um, I played tight end. And, uh, you know, once we got the red zone, I was pretty good. But... <laughs> Uh, I was really good, I thought, but I don't know what my quarterback would say because I really couldn't block that well. So um, had a lot of fun though playing football. That's my favorite sport I was growing up. Did you think, did you get recruited to play in college? You know, it's funny. I, I did a little bit, um, but funny story. I met uh, Bo Schimbeckler um, and uh, he used to bring me into the locker room before the games. Nice to see the guys getting pumped up. And one day, one of the guys lifted me at my legs and he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, twigs or something. I, forgot what you said. But I just remember being like, nah, I'm good. And just seeing those guys that were my height. But if I would have had, you know, role models like uh, uh, Gonzalez or, or any of these tight ends that, that played basketball, I definitely would have tried a little bit more besides in the street tackle on the side. You know? Allen Iverson talks about he could have played. He was a better football player than a basketball player. Can you see that? He, he really serious about it. I mean, he's almost, it's almost like a regret with him that he didn't get to play football, but I've seen him and Jason Williams uh, throw a football um, with other football players and that type of thing. And, and I can only imagine AI with how he moved. Mike Vick looked up to AI, so that would be, you know, pretty cool. But, um, you know, you were just, if I could change the subject one second, you were just talking about USC. Um, I don't know about, you know, Slovis. I don't know about his game, but his father was my point guard in high school. And so I know his father was was pretty tough, and he was a heck of a basketball player. So I wonder if Slovis has it in his genes. But me, yeah, I, I would love to have been a, been a football player, man. Best moment of the Hall of Fame weekend was what? My father put my jacket on me. Uh, you know, that, that was just special. I really enjoyed it because my family were an outgoing bunch. I had a bunch of brothers and sisters, and so uh, – 
everybody was like, move out the way, this is my weekend. And that's that's kind of how families are. And I needed that. And so uh, it was their enjoyment of my father putting uh, the coat on. Why was Isaiah Thomas so important to you growing up? Well, you know, we didn't have social media. You know, TV stars, you couldn't get to him. He was the best player, one of the best players in the world. He was best friends with Magic. Uh, you know, he was trying to go through the... Uh, Celtics turned the ball up, you know, I was just a big Pistons fan, you know, and uh, the fact that, you know, I'm in high school and it's all this noise around and you're young, you're vulnerable, you don't have anyone to talk to you and you're, you know, you're a dumb kid, you know, the fact that he called our house, sought us out, um, gave me advice and was there the whole time. It was just awesome. And what I mean by there the whole time, you know, when you're younger, a a lot of times you just need something to hold on to. And I had the fact that I had this number and I could call it anytime. Well, I had the fact that, you know, when guys are getting in trouble or people are getting, you know, I had a friend, you know, pass away in the streets and Isaiah, he went through the same thing. And so, you know, I just want to thank like mentally, he just didn't even know. And it's more for that 16, 17, 18 year old kid, you know, 20 year old kid. I just really thank him because at that time it was like, I know somebody that did it. I know someone that did it. I got to hold on to the values. You know what I mean? It really kept me separate from, from some knuckleheads and things that could have happened. So it's just awesome having him, uh, awesome having him in my life. Did Isaiah recruit you to Indiana? Uh, no, Isaiah never recruited me to, Isaiah never recruited me to Indiana. Did Magic recruit you to Michigan State? Hold on one second, Dan. My kids are in homeschool. Be quiet down there. <laughs> Daddy's working. <laughs> How many kids are at home? Uh, two. I have uh, twins uh, and uh, four-year-olds, and uh, you know they're about that life. So I got to wake up early and be ready for life. My dumb butt waited to this long to happen. But anyway, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't recruit me. To Indiana, it's funny. Uh, the point guard that I mentioned earlier, and you know, Max, he uh, took me to Indiana with him, and I got to meet. Like, uh, it's funny. It was an unofficial recruiting trip, but Bobby and I had to know because I go to practice with my point guard from high school, and Lawrence Funderburk is in there, and he's going like, "This don't come here." And Lawrence went to Ohio State. Transfer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Knight didn't like Lawrence either, so. <laughs> oh, that is funny. So you're seeing Lawrence Funderburg, who's on the Indiana team, and he's saying, do not come here. Okay, then I'll be quick. Um, so I go into their locker room, and then during practice, it was crazy because they had like eight managers, and the managers were taking stats in practice. I had never seen anything like this. And I was a big, big Tim fan, so I wanted to meet Bobby Knight and couldn't believe he could look me in my eye and he was tall and big and had on that red sweater and everything. And so I get the chance to go in the locker room while all of them are huddled up, Calvert Chaney. I'll never forget this. And I had a hat on and like the guys are like, you better take that hat off or uh, Bobby Knight's gonna come here and smack you in the head. Like they're scaring me, teasing me, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I, I figure out that they're joking. And then I'm like, man, it's nice, man. I love the way the arena, the seats go all the way up to the top. It's cool here. It's cool. And uh, Funderburg is just doing like this. He's like, no. And coach comes in and he just, he stops. And the next year he transfers. So, uh, he, you know, he saved me from even thinking about Indiana. Did did uh, Magic recruit you to Michigan State? Yes. Oh, boy. And you had to tell Magic no? 
you know, as much as I love Isaiah, I love Magic, because Magic was from the state. And so when I was 12 years old, I'd go on this interview, and uh, I, they said, what school do you want to go to? I never thought about it. I said, Michigan State, because of Magic. And uh, the next day, I get a call from Judd Heathcote. Uh, this is when Tom Izzo and I actually became close during this time. And I get to go up there. And as a 13-year-old with my green school uh, corduroys and white shirt, <laughs> I get to run a game with Magic Johnson um, at the Jenison Fieldhouse. I'll never, for, I'll never forget it. It was he and Kevin Willis and a bunch of other players. And I missed the pass and hated myself and caught one and made a layup. I had penny loafers on. I mean, it's, I, I, it's, 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 it's the weirdest story. But, yeah, from then he would talk to me and try to recruit me and, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, I was a big fan of Michigan State growing up. Talking to Chris Weber, member of the Basketball Hall of Fame class. Did you want to uh, do what Michael Jordan did and maybe, you know, jab some people, make it a roast when you were up there? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't. That's just not. No, nah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I did watch a bunch of speeches and I saw, you know, Michael Jordan's. I saw a couple others. And, uh, but no, after I saw like Shaq's and, and someone else, I forgot who it was, but it was so funny. And that I was just like, just be yourself. Don't try to entertain. Don't try to do anything and lay some eggs. Just, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, be honest and get the hell up out of there. So where do we stand with Michigan here? What's going on? You know, um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm good with Michigan. I'm going to the game in a couple weeks. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not, you know, in the space to go back and forth with anything. I said the Ward apologized to me. He did. He said that, and, and maybe it was the way that it came on the crawl or something. So I, 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 I expect him to validate what I'm saying to you right now. So go to a hotel room and we meet. This is about five years ago. I don't know how many years ago. It's, it's a few years ago. Um, uh, we go to a game. It's Wisconsin and we, we go meet with each other. And it was very nice. There's four people in the room. Um, and, uh, you know, we have copious notes of this time. So everything that I'm saying is, is 100%. And he just says, you know, we like to apologize to the 18 to the 20-year-old Chris Weber. We did not protect him. We understood what was going on. We've done our research. It is not what was reported, and we're sorry. And I said a bunch of things to that that was uh, not contentious at anything because he didn't owe me that or it wasn't an official statement or anything, but he knew, and he knows. And that's, that's all that it was. That's why I didn't say anything about it then and just happened to say something about it now. I mean, then it's... I'm helping, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing all I can for Juwan, younger players, things like that. So, I mean, I am part of Michigan. I can't be taken away. And uh, I love the love that has come from the school. And uh, I expect all of us to be at the game really soon and um, have a great time. So I, I think it's in a, I think it's in a great place. One person can't make it, you know, not be in a great place is kind of what my frame is, my frame of mind is, and, you know, the alumni in the school. So I'm, I just can't wait to get back to the game and uh, just start enjoying it. So I think we're all in a great place. Why is this still an issue 30 years later? Dan, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, I kind of, you know, it's, it's funny. So 
in Michigan is a big thing kind of to people outside of Detroit. So if you're in Detroit, it's never mattered. Detroit has been the only that's sustained. Of course, people everywhere, but I mean, Detroit is Detroit and Michigan and Zion Arbor is a university, just, you know. Um, but outside of Michigan, it's not even a, it's not even a, a, a thing. Actually, it's, you know, a little bit, you know, people are like a little bit mad uh, talking to me like, why are you even talking about it? Forget them, have fun, you know? So I don't know, but I love the school. Then hopefully with the, everything being over, I will say this, hopefully what the Hall of Fame will allow is there's so many new things that I've been doing and wonderful things and people and all that. Hopefully it will allow new conversations or just a new place to come from. I don't know then. I hope it doesn't continue to be that way because one quick story. When I went to the game with um, John Harbaugh, he asked me to come back. It was, it was the best film, right? But there was this thing where the player goes and has lunch with the team, the media and everything. So I declined all of this. And if it looked like I was a jerk, but as I explained to John, I don't want these guys to be around me and it's polarizing. Like, I don't want every question to be about this. And this 22-year-old kid doesn't even know what we did, you, you know? Yeah. And so that, that's the only thing I hate about myself is that I can be used as a polarizing figure. And hopefully, you know, just through the actions, of, no one talks about the hundreds of scholarships at Michigan or anything else that we've done. So, you know, it's a wonderful place. It's good. And we're going to outlive any negativity. Um, so I'm just happy that, you know, we can go back and uh, cheer uh, and have some fun with football. What if Juwan, what if Juwan Howard asked you to be on his staff? No. <laughs> Has he asked you? <laughs> no. Man, this one is so close, um, but no, he knows I'm not, I'm, I'm not an assistant coach and no disrespect to him, but that's why we can do all we can to help each other from a round point of view. So I think I can do more from him as a colleague, as uh, someone in basketball, someone that, that knows the young guys. Uh, I can do more from outside of basketball than, than in his locker room. Because anytime he needs me, I'll be in the locker room. That's, that's, just, a, that's just a given. You're more of a head coach guy. I just, uh, I just have, I just have aspirations on my own, and uh, you know, definitely has to do with, uh, with the NBA. What do you want to do when you grow up? Um, when I grow up, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, I have these two uh, twins take care of me. Daddy's, uh, Daddy's getting tired, but I, um, no, I, I look forward to uh, continuing to do all the things you're doing in business. I'm really excited about it, and um, you know, hopefully, I will afford the opportunity to uh, to come back to basketball. Um, you know, in a, in, a, in a different position and hopefully one that, you know, can impact the team in the city and is still trying to win the championship. Do you want to be a GM? No. Uh, I, I want to be part of an ownership group. I, I want to be part of an ownership group and help build a winning team. Are you close to being part of an ownership group? Well, you know, I've taken two shots and we missed both. One, you know, Almost did the Kawhi, except it bounced off the seventh bounce. But uh, hopefully, you know, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep trying, man. You know, we're gonna keep trying, definitely. Uh, and you, what do you get from the Hall of Fame? You get a jacket. What else? A jacket. Uh, you get a ring. Uh, you get um, a big, beautiful uh, magnum bottle of champagne. Um, yeah, uh, man. Uh, and, and you get a nice gift pack and some other things like that. But uh, the coolest thing is just being able to walk around in, in the Hall of Fame by yourself and see your exhibits, see everything that kind of 
built for you and the narratives and, and everything that's kind of being done. Then just, you know, every year just hanging out with Bill Russell, man. Like uh, this year he didn't uh, cackle as much. But usually, you know, you, um, you've been around a million times, I'm sure. And, you know, that loud cackle. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, he, and he goes in as a coach. Like, people don't realize being a player coach back in the late 60s. I mean, it, I mean, it's really incredible to be able to. Could you imagine? Is there somebody who could be a player coach now? I don't, I don't know how without inciting, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how because I think the players have so much power that if, you know, if you have that much power and the coach is good, it's still kind of, you know, 11 guys can negate the power of that one superstar player. And, and actually, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I really don't see how he did it. Um, I think it was the respect that he commanded at the time. When I talked to players like Kareem or, you know, uh, Spencer Haywood, he talks about the fact that, uh, he wasn't kind of accepted in basketball. They, you know, they said we have an illegal player on the court. And it wasn't until, you know, Kareem shook his hand and Bill Russell shook his hand. Put it like this. They had to allow him to wear the beard back then. They were like, not too many players. We, you can't wear a beard. And so they allowed Spencer Hayward to wear a beard. That's the power <laughs> that this man carried, the fact that you can't get facial hair or not in the NBA unless you speak to him. So I just think it was the reverence, the power. <laughs> Uh, congrats. Always great to catch up with you and, uh, and good luck with the alma mater. Thank you, Chris. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon, Eastern six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year anything can happen last minute buzzer beaters gaps in health coverage but when the last one happens you need affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover you may have seen the affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches but did you know affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance look Health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness And that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I, I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. This day in sports history coming up. Update the poll results, McLovin. Uh, which job would you want, USC or Penn State? 64% say USC. How's Twitter on this topic? It's split. Uh, I think it might depend on geography. You know, it, it does seem like everyone gets into the lifestyle question. Then it becomes, where would you want to live, uh, yeah. in Pennsylvania or L.A.? I don't know if coaches care. The wives of coaches care where you're going to raise your family, but... I, all I have is information I'm given, not, you know, what is James Franklin thinking? If he stays or he goes, then you can have an opinion on it. But as of right now, this is just information I received. And there are going to be other names that have come up that this is just mutual interest from what I'm told. I, and I'm told that Luke Fickle, who's a Cincinnati coach, not interested in leaving the Midwest. And that David Shaw wouldn't be on USC's radar. So those are just things that I've heard. But, you know, there could be other people who, who have been involved. They were going to give the job to Urban Meyer. I was told that yesterday. And then you had the, the new president came in and said, no. This is what I'm told. Trying to clean things up. Nope, not going down that road. And therefore, Clay Helton, who was safe to keep in the job, 
almost like, let's get through all of the stuff that's going on at USC. And then once we kind of emerge, come up for air, and then maybe you decide that you're going to bring in a marquee coach. But that's what the feeling was because you extended Clay Helton. This is going to take a couple of months here. You may not even hear something. and Something may not get traction until December. But another thing, you know, Adam Schefter said Eric Bieniemy uh, would be interested in the USC job. Well, you might have to wait until mid-February for Eric Bieniemy because he's the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator. Can you do that with recruiting? There's a lot of things. But I was told that they're not going to circle back and go after Urban Meyer. That's what I was told yesterday. A lot of information and... There's going, to be, there's going to be people trying to parlay this into getting a raise. There'll be coaches, thanks to their agents, then they'll put their names out there, and all of a sudden you'll go, oh, they're staying at said university. Yes, because they probably were staying at said university. It's like you take your name out of the running for a job when you know you're not going to get the job. It's rare when you go, I'm taking my name out even though I'm the leading candidate. It doesn't happen, or at least it doesn't happen very often. I got the news yesterday that Norm McDonald had passed away. And the first time I met Norm was the 1998 ESPYs. He hosted and he was fire breathing. He was unbelievable. He, he knew he was going to be one and done. In fact, I think his approach to the ESPYs that night as the host was, let me try to be one and done so they don't ask me again. And if that was the case, he succeeded because he was taking on everybody in the audience there. Um, but we had him on in 2014. He passed away yesterday. He had been battling cancer for almost a decade. And, um, you know, he would tweet about golf. He, he was just sort of, if you get a chance and watch his one-year show on Netflix, and I think this was a couple of years ago, and I watched every episode. Uh, he had David Spade on, I think, as his first guest. Jane Fonda was on. He was flirting with her. And it, it, was, it was just wonderful. David Letterman was on with Norm. But uh, here is Norm McDonald. He joined us uh, May of 2014, and here's how it went. Actor, comedian, Norm McDonald, the pride of Quebec. Host of the podcast, Norm McDonald Live. You'll see him in uh, Austin, Texas. That'll be coming up uh, in June. And uh, Aspen, Colorado. The Belly Up in Aspen, Colorado on uh, July 5th and 6th. Big sports fan, Norm McDonald, back on the show. And you do a lot of tweeting, Norm. You watch a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah, I love sports, man. Hey, Dan, I, yeah. I heard you old boys talking about Bob Dylan. Yeah. And I thought I'd, I thought I'd share a tale about him with you. Okay. Um, I went to see him at uh, here in Los Angeles with because uh, uh, my Merle Haggard was opening for him, you know. Okay. And I'm just an old chunk of coal, and uh, I like Merle. So I, I was there for Merle, but uh, I stayed for, for Bob Dylan. And uh, he, he was kind of a, it was like you were saying, he, you couldn't understand what songs he was singing. And uh, But anyways, halfway through the concert, all of a sudden, because he doesn't talk to the audience or something, all of a sudden he started talking to the audience. And he, he said, he said uh, Ringo, 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 <laughs> Ringo. Ha, ah, Ringo, about 45 times. 
So uh, everyone was sort of in shock, and uh, finally a, a light went into the audience, and it was Ringo Starr was sitting there <laughs> with some lady, and then he was he's all uncomfortable. He's like, Ringo! So he said it about 12 more times. Did you meet him? <laughs> Bob Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I met him. What happened was, I was, I was going to finish my Ringo story. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ringo! Ringo! <laughs> so anyways, he said, Ringo! Like a whole bunch of times, and then he said... Uh, he said, uh, any, any, any songs you want to hear, Ringo? And then Ringo Starr said, I, I don't know. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, do you know any Bob Dylan songs? Do I? For the story? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, name one. Uh, Tangled Up in Blue. Yeah, so he said that. Uh, Ringo goes, well, how about Tangled Up in Blue? He goes, I already did that one. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't understand that he was doing yeah, Tangled I mean, Up in no Blue. No one understood anything. But, um, yeah, I did, I did meet him, but I don't know him because uh, I'm, I'm in the country. I'm in the outlaw country. So, so I was there for Merle. Yeah, I like Merle. He's uh, Norm MacDonald, I think, still with us, the actor, comedian. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, man. You, you, you do a great job of always making me uncomfortable. When you hosted the ESPYs that one time. Oh, you were there. I remember that. Oh, my God. I, like, I was, and I, you, were, you had jokes, but they weren't directed at me. I was uncomfortable, <laughs> and they weren't even directed at me. Yeah, I didn't even, I have this thing where I don't even know when I, I do bad. <laughs> but, uh, uh, that happens to me a lot. I come off, I go, hey, that went pretty well, right? They're like, well, everyone left. I'm like, oh. But when you go to these places, the belly up in Aspen, Colorado. Oh, yeah, the belly up. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, are you, what are you working on when you do? Is there always, because comedians always say, oh, well, I'm going in and working on material. Or are you just rehashing material? Well, uh, I don't do uh, uh, a comedy on, uh, I don't televise my comedy. So I've only done like one special. I did a special a couple of years ago. I did about an, an hour special. But uh, I have like so much material. I have nine, nine or ten hours of material. So what I do now is I just talk to the to a crowd the entire time, and anything they bring up, I have a I have material on. Oh, so you leave it up to them? Yeah, I just have a discussion with them. Oh, look at you. Yeah, it's like you. You, know, you have a discussion with yes. your uh, my Danettes, with yeah. your listeners, your your Danettes. What do you call them? The Danettes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you up for this Craig Ferguson job to take over for him, or are you the one starting the rumor that you're up for Craig Ferguson's job? Oh, neither. Well, so you're not up for it. No, I'm not up for it. Oh, and okay. Nor nor have I started anything. What happened was I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, t I tweet and then I talk to my, my followers, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like the pale Nazarene, but I have a lot of followers. How many followers do you have? Oh, good God, it must be into the hundreds of thousands. Really? Yeah, but... <laughs> the most famous but, uh, follower many, you have. Many of them don't care for me. <laughs> You're following them. Yeah. Who's the no, most like uh, you go like uh, hey guys what's going on today and then, and then they're like you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I, no, I, I start t tweeting sports and then that'll bleed followers you know that'll bleed followers <laughs> but you're doing live live uh, uh, live golf play by play norm That's... Yeah, I do a, I do live any live sport but uh, I like live golf the best because, you know, golf is the greatest sport of all. Man versus man, man versus himself, <laughs> man versus nature. You know what I mean, Dan? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, since you told the Dylan story, and it was okay, <laughs> uh, can you salvage this by telling the Bill Cosby story? <laughs> oh, one time I met, uh, I met the great Waylon Jennings. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so you know, it's some stupid publicist lady. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to like, just talk to Waylon Jennings for a moment because I had a great story about him. Because when I, when I was young, my dad would play Waylon Jennings for me. And it was kind of important to me. So I wanted to tell Waylon Jennings the stories. So this publicist lady goes, I'm sure he'd, he'd love to meet you, too. I'm like... No, no, he doesn't know who I am. Like, she's like, yeah, I bet he does. I'm like, no, he doesn't. I'm like, so I'm like petrified that she's going to wreck it. And then, uh, sure enough, I'm I'm standing in the in the back, you know, looking as he finishes his set, uh, and uh, um, he he comes out, and you see this lady talking to him, and he's like, why? He's like, huh? <laughs> she's like talking to him in his ear. He's like, oh, why? What? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, obviously, she's telling him my biography, you know. So uh, he comes off the stage, and I have this big thing I'm about, I have, you know, memorized to say to him, this big touching story about me and my dad. And I'm like, oh. I, so I go, it's a pleasure to meet you, uh, Mr. Jennings. And he goes, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've enjoyed you on late night television and also in the situation comedy. And then he takes off. <laughs> Do they write off your IMDb? Yeah, All right, tell the Bill Cosby story. Uh, Bill Cosby, you know, I met Bill Cosby as my hero and stuff. So uh, <laughs> I was opening for him, and uh, I, I tried to make this short, but okay. uh, I was opening for him, and uh, he said, uh, I said, you know, w- when I was young, uh, you know, my, you were my favorite comic, and I listened to you with my dad. You know, he goes, where do you live? <laughs> I go, uh, what? I go, uh, well, my dad lives in, in Ottawa, you know. He goes, he goes. I think I'm going to Ottawa. He had a guy with him. He goes, Herb, when am I Ottawa? And uh, so Herb goes, yes, he understands everything Cosby says, you know, <laughs> even though Cosby just uses nouns at this point. <laughs> and uh, so he says, yes, we're in Ottawa in, uh, in August. And he goes, man, it's father, Ottawa. And he goes, yeah, yes, definitely. We'll get him back to you know stage. Yes, Mr. Cosby. He says, yes, we will take him to the stage into the back, and the man will have, and we will give him the man's father. And so he's writing it down, you know. And then he says, the man has to become the phone number for the man. So he, then he gives me a piece of paper, you know, to write down my dad's phone number. Yeah. And uh, then he said, says, the man needs pen with paper <laughs> with pen. So then the guy gets a pen. So uh, then, uh, and then at that point, I remember my dad has been dead for 15 years. <laughs> so uh, I didn't want to tell him. I didn't want to say, oh, yeah, my dad's dead, and then ruin the fun moment. So I just wrote down, like I knew the Ottawa you know, area code, and then I wrote down uh, seven random digits. <laughs> So Bill Cosby, what the will have the man and all this. So I go, thank you, and we leave. And um, <laughs> six months later, I was uh, doing this little guest shot of the Drew Carey show, and I get a phone call, and, and it also shows you how powerful these guys are that they can somehow find you. Yeah. But the, the stage manager runs up, goes, Bill Cosby's on the phone. I go, what? So I go over, I go, hello. He goes, yes, the man is not at the phone. And I go, oh, uh, what? He goes, the man, I phoned the man, and your father was not the man, was the father. And I go, oh, yeah, no, that's the number, that's the number. <laughs> I just going to continue lying. <laughs> anyway. So you're staying with him. He was very, very sweet. Oh, the man, he probably still thinks your dad's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 
probably still trying to contact uh, him. Uh, before I let you go, did you date Julia Roberts? Um, uh, listen, Dan, I, you know, a feller uh, doesn't... Uh, <laughs> no, d- d- dating doesn't, you know, tell me anything other than you, maybe you went out and had dinner. Did you date <laughs> Julia Roberts? Uh, well, I, uh, I met her. Have you kissed her? Oh, God, man, what kind of filth, what kind of, what kind of filth is this? <laughs> Wait, look what you said earlier in this interview, and I'm filth because I said, did you make out with Julia Roberts? Oh, my God, now I see how you're, you're <laughs> you keep pushing it up, you keep uh, wanting more. I'll take that as a yes. Nah, listen, she's a sweet lady. Did you love her? Uh, what? Did you love her? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you pretty soon you're going to be asking me if I lie, <laughs> lay down with her? Good Lord. Did you love her? <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you, know, you're, you know what you remind me of? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you remind me of a, a young, uh, I don't know, a young Ring Lardner. Ring Lardner. Well, that's playing to my demo here. Come on, man. <laughs> you, you remind me of a young W.C. Hines. <laughs> Uh, hey, good luck with uh, trying to uh, replace Craig Ferguson there. I'm not trying nothing, buddy. Okay, all right. Listen, if, if, if grassroots, I, if nominated, I will <laughs> not will serve. serve. Oh, you're turning down the job. If no, what is it? What is it? If nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. Who said that? Uh, Ring Lardner. Hey, remember when we played golf at Shadow Creek with uh, with Cato Kalen? Yeah, that's where I met you, man. I, awesome. <laughs> I want to do that again. I'd like to play golf with you again. Oh man, that'd be great. Me and you and Shadow Creek with the and all. You know what? I'll, I'll have Bill Cosby call you, and we'll set this up. <laughs> hey, you having Sandler on the show? Yep, tomorrow. Oh man, that's great. That's a, I think you'll be you'll be the first. Oh no, it was me. I had him on yesterday. Norm. What? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> Norm McDonald. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. He was, he was all over the map, but, uh, there's a lot of brilliance there. A lot of fun. I played golf in Las Vegas at Shadow Creek and it's a wonderful golf course. And we're just finishing up and I see two guys walking over and I I notice one is really tall and the other one's got stringy blonde hair. And I go, that looks like Cato Kalen. And uh, it's Norm McDonald. And I just didn't put the two together. You wouldn't think that. Like, hey, and those guys are hanging out playing golf. Cato wanted to do comedy and probably gravitated towards Norm because that'd be a good place to start, absorb some of uh, Normisms. And we sat and talked outside, had a couple of beers. And uh, I just remember Norm would talk about things that, his non sequiturs, you're like, wait, we weren't talking about that. But something came into his mind, and then that's just sort of how, you know, that was his act. He, he was sort of disengaged, and then he was really engaged, and then he was too engaged, and then he was disengaged. But uh, pass, passing away after a nine-year battle with cancer, and uh, if you get a chance, it, I think it still holds up if you uh, go back to 1998 ESPYs when he hosted, and that was something different. And, you know, we look at Rich, Ricky Gervais with the Golden Globes, where he's, you know, very in-your-face, caustic, you know, having fun, poking fun, you know, giving you a pretty good nudge here. And Norm did that with all of these great, you know, Tigers there, Ken Griffey Jr., John Elway, 
Barry Bonds is there. I mean, it's star-studded, and Norm, he didn't hold back, didn't let up. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.